Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I need to point this out for those of you listening in other places. You might find this hilarious because earlier in the show I was talking about how great it is. Even though you and the rest of the country have been going without masks for months, months and months, how 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 great it has been that today, June fifteenth, California opened up and they no longer have to wear a mask. Except that only lasted for a couple hours because a new email just went through that we're back to wearing masks. Because OSHA said, uh, no, not till the seventeenth. So people who thought they could go without a mask today, now you got to put your mask back on because OSHA decided the state OSHA. Oh, the 17th, you get to take off your mask. Right. And none of it is based in any sort of science. <laughs> Nothing's based on an objective uh, set of criteria. It's simply the pronouncement and, of bureaucrats. And, and I hope you, I, I, I assume you all get this. It's not about the mask. It's not real. I don't really care that much about wearing my mask to go down the hall to get the coffee. Although I did enjoy those two hours where I got to go without a mask before they flip-flopped and changed the rules again. Um, it's about this happens with everything, whether you're trying to get a roof put on your house or a highway built or pay your taxes. There's conflicting, bogus, for no good reason, rules and regulations that everybody has to follow that cost money and time. And just uh, what's that term? Uh, Tim Sandifer's got a good term for that and how it just, you know, it just sucks the enjoyment out of life. It just it just it takes away your pursuit of happiness. It just yeah. makes being alive less enjoyable. The biggest problem with liberty is that while you have it, you don't realize you have it. And so you don't value it, you don't protect it, you don't prevent it eroding. But then here oh here's a statement and a question. This has been the greatest illustration of what the loss of liberty looks like in our lifetimes. Statement. I will stand by it. Here's your question. Are enough Americans noticing to do anything about it? No, no. I, or do I they understand what's happening? I don't think you can anyway. I don't think there's any going back. I, I've, I've asked, we've, you know you know this, I've asked historians, politicians, everybody. I was like, is there an example in history of building and building and building and building up the muck of government and then bringing it back? There's not. There's not an example of it. Unless your society completely collapses and you build mm-hmm. from the ground up. But there's not an example of just people deciding, no, 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 we've gone too far with big government. We're going to shrink it back down. It just doesn't happen. Well, yeah, certainly certainly not a, a government nearly as large as ours and a country as big and diverse as ours. I mean, you get one of those little Scandinavian countries where it's practically a town hall meeting when the Congress gets together. Well, right, yeah. That's They're much thing. more maneuverable, but we're, we're a gigantic aircraft carrier of a country. And the point with this whole mask thing, you know there are a gazillion examples that you deal with every single day, but you just assume there must be a good reason that you had to fill out this form or pay this fee, or there's an extra dollar seventy-five attached to this. There's not a good reason. It's being nope. illustrated right now. The, the, the masks can't come off the 15th. No, they're going to come off the 17th. There's no, there's no rhyme or reason whatsoever for that, yet it's going to happen. Guaranteed that happens in Every aspect of your life. Absolutely. Every Once building, those rules and regs are on the book, it's impossible to rescind them. They just stay forever. Every business that gets started, every building that gets built, everything that happens, every every school, every everything has got gazillions of these kind of stupid, arbitrary rules and regulations. It's so as I used to say. Uh, speaking of maddening, as I used to say to the point of... Uh, 
being hypnotic. How's your utopia coming along? You keep imposing more rules, more regulations, more limitations, grabbing more and more power. Where's that utopia? When, when do you think? Maybe next week, next month? I'll, I'll let this go after this, all right? But how come there aren't more people that say, I mean, the Sacramento Bee just takes it at face value. Vaccinated California workers can drop masks after June 17th with like a big thumbs up. Isn't that exciting? How come there isn't anybody ever that says, why? Explain why. One of you government officials explain why the 17th works, but the 15th doesn't. Because most people are sheep. <laughs> how, how is there not anybody that says, go ahead, explain that to me? And if it was the yeah. 15th, why couldn't it have been the 14th? I mean, I really want you to nail down how you chose this date. Because it's arbitrary. Because you have been denying people life, liberty, and the well, certainly liberty and the pursuit of happiness. So you need to explain why and why it's okay now. That is that is asking the very bare minimum of government in the United States. And yet practically nobody's asking the question. Much less getting a coherent answer. I'll, sh- I'll shut up about it, so I guess I'll get excited two Don't days. Shut up about it. Two days from now when I get to take my mask off, unless they change the rules again. Right. With neither explanation nor justification. I tell you what, it is enough to make you insane. Or, you know, what's the best book about dealing with uh, the arbitrariness of the Soviet Union? The Bible. The Bible. The Bible. Gulag Archipelago, or uh, what's the what's the one you recommend? Moby Dick. Moby Dick. Oh, dealing I'll teach you a great it? deal about whales. Dealing with it? I don't know. I don't know. I think you just got to, uh, seriously, the Bible. I think you got to pray and find something, find something that matters more in your life, or you will go freaking crazy. Yeah. What makes you crazy is that generally, once you get way down the road of socialism, Everybody knows how screwed up it is. The bureaucrats that are bending you over a barrel and taking your permits and demanding bribes to just exercise your rights, they know how screwed up it is, but they don't have any more power to change it than you do, mm-hmm. which is why you don't let liberty go. But eh, too late. What are you going to do? So speaking of places where liberty doesn't exist, the uh, the head lady, the uh, bat lady there, the top Chinese virologist is out. She's talking. She's making statements. And it turns out the lab leak theory is wrong, she claims. Yeah, I'm sure she well, does. Well, case closed. Yeah, God, who asked her? Who's printing this? But there are particular aspects of the New York Times coverage of this that I want to highlight as they are uh, just brutally annoying. And uh, in the spirit of the theme of the half hour Ass-covering extraordinaire at the New York Times. We can get to that. I don't want to give it short shrift. I'd like to give it good, long shrift. Oh, by the way, the uh, Supreme Court was going to decide a big Harvard uh, race-based admissions case thing, and they uh, they asked the Justice Department to weigh in on the case, so it's going to put it off for months. Any sort of decision on that, which is unfortunate. Uh, this headline, which is doing an ad for somebody, but I'm interested in it. I know my brother's interested in it. After a 25-year absence, an iconic SUV is out of the corral. One of Ford's most iconic vehicles hasn't left the factory for a quarter of a century, but this week assembly lines are opening up and running again. The Broncos are out of the gates, out of the corral. They're in Michigan. Now, I thought I'd seen some Broncos on the streets. I know I have, but somebody told me those are the little ones and they're going to make a bigger one or something like that. Well, since every single aspect of the car is different, what does it matter that they call it the Bronco? I mean, because it, it kind of looks like the. Uh, does it kind of look like yeah, it? Yeah, it's the older, square-looking thing. But I haven't yeah. seen these new, bigger ones. Okay, I'll have to check that out. If you don't have AC Collins driving in the front seat, is it even a Bronco? Right. I say no. Right. <laughs> yeah. And who cares? If you don't have a thousand dollars in cash, damn. A, a wig and a gun, 
You know, fake and beard. I think the Broncos should come with a wig and a gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now that is a gimmick. So do Come you understand on. the difference, Hanson? Because there's some version of Bronco out. I've seen a couple of them around. So the... Okay, okay so I've seen the little mini one, so the big one. They're coming. Okay, there you go. All right. A mini I Bronco. I, I, saw the, I saw the other ones, and I thought that was it, and I thought, oh, they're tiny. Okay, so that was it. That was the teaser. That's the girl Bronco. Ladies like the smaller SUVs. They just do. It's documented. Science. It's not sexism. It's science. How come? I don't know. I'm a dude. I suppose I could ask my wife, but she she doesn't like big vehicles, but she likes sitting up high. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably it. Gotcha. Wow. Well, ask a woman. Introducing the Ford Giraffe, <laughs> a forty foot tall vehicle, but it's you can park it in a compact spot. Right. You sit up as high as a semi driver, but it's just like you know. It's about as long as one of those little Lexuses that the, the gals like. So I've been searching out the um, as much information as I can on that nuclear leak in China and trying to figure out what's going on seems pretty hard. Hong Kong is claiming that it's not a really big deal yet, and they're only 80 miles away from the plant, and at least some of Hong Kong you should be able to believe still. I don't know. Um, no, nah, I don't think so. Maybe not. I, I don't think they dare step outside of the, the dirty okay. commie uh, rhetoric. Okay. okay. Um, but so I don't have any idea. Remember, Japan lied to the world about their nuclear plant when it melted down. They lied to the whole world, and they're an open and free democracy that we trust. And they lied. It was weeks, or was it months? I know it was a long time before oh, yeah. we found out how bad it was. Mm-hmm. And they claimed, no, we got it all under control. Nothing has leaked into the water. Everybody is safe. And it was a bad, bad disaster. Well, there were multiple levels of confession. Every time they were forced to confess to something, they did. But, you know, wait a month. There's more. I think I'm So, gonna, yeah, that's just the nature of human beings. I'm going to adjust my default settings to assuming nobody has anything under control ever. <laughs> You'd be yeah. right more often than not. Well, and, and, you know, to get back to my usual song, uh, it's my only hit. Uh, there you see illustrated, and this is a friend, an ally, an advanced democracy. There you see the nature of government bureaucrats. They're not angels. They don't somehow abandon self-interest and acquire some sort of towering morality because they're in government work. They're the same rotten bastards that the rest of us are, but we stupidly gave them power. Uh, including the, the power to say when you can take your mask off on a completely arbitrary way. I mean, you know, getting back to that theme. Well, the New York Times, the only known weasels that can write in the English language, have uh, written a weaselly, weaselly article about the lab leak theory. It's really amazing. I don't know how long <laughs> the training took. There they sit with their long, furry bodies at their uh, <laughs> their laptops. Okay, I want to hear away that. with their little paws. Biden and Putin meeting today. It'll, uh, I'll, I'll try to catch that press conference live. I can't find anywhere what time they're expected to speak. If you can find it, let me know. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. When Biden and Putin are actually talking, and then Biden's doing a solo press conference afterwards, which, boy, I hope he's on his game for that. Even even if he does good in the behind-closed-doors meeting with Putin, if he comes out and, like, is a rambling old man answering the questions, it's going to be uh, not good. Well, and the fun part's going to be when the Pooter either does a press conference, which he will with his friendly uh, Russian journalists, or puts out some sort of statement, and we'll have to compare and contrast them. Right. I assume there'll be reporters in the room when they speak. Would that be something I can assume? No. Like for the actual summit? Yeah. 
So it might just be them alone? And so we just have to there'll take... There'll be a quick, uh, a quick photo op, and then they'll shoo all the uh, press out of the room. So it'll just be translators? Mm-hmm. And aides, perhaps. So then all we will have is each of their words for what happened. Correct. That's and, the usual way. Uh-huh. And you can't... Uh, it's not that I don't trust Joe Biden. I just don't know if he'll remember exactly how it went. <laughs> Maybe somebody will take notes. I think we'll have people taking notes. If I remember uh, correctly, Khrushchev, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, Brezhnev, Brezhnev, I mean, I mean uh, you know the guy. You know the deal. You know the deal. <laughs> I'm the president guy. <laughs> the president guy. Um, uh, more on the way. Stay here. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A man dropping off a package at a Florida post office at 3.30 in the morning recently discovered a seven-foot alligator walking around the lobby. Still not as scary as a man dropping off a package at the post office at 3.30 in the morning. Hmm. Yeah, why were you doing that? That's a decent question. Early shift. So uh, the basics of this article are fine. To a growing chorus of American politicians and scientists, she's the key to whether the world will ever learn if the virus behind the devastating COVID-19 pandemic escaped from a Chinese lab. To the Chinese government and public, she is a hero of the country's success in curbing the epidemic and a victim of malicious conspiracy theories. That's a pretty good setting of the table. Uh, by the way, we got a an email earlier today from a chap who has multiple friends in southern China who say they're getting absolutely hammered with one of the new variations of the the uh, the covid and uh, the hospitals are utterly jammed and they're getting murdered so wow. it goes around comes around apparently um but uh the victim of malicious conspiracy theories yes we understand that the chinese communists have been saying that what's a little bit troubling is that the american media and the democratic party and a lot of commentators and comedians have been joining in that course as we've been discussing. But there's no point in going over that again. I just thought this part was entertaining. Um, the New York Times, talking about Xi Jingli, the top Chinese virologist, once again at the center of clashing narratives about her research on coronaviruses at a state lab in Wuhan, the city where, Jack, I don't know if you know this, the city where the pandemic first emerged. Hmm. Now, here's my favorite two sentences. See, see how much... Ass covering you can discover in these two short sentences. The idea that the virus may have escaped from a lab had long been widely dismissed by scientists as implausible and shunned by others for its connection with former President Donald J. Trump. All right. How weasley is yeah, that? Yeah, that, that, is, uh, that is pretty weak. How about it was widely dismissed by journalists after one of the guys who financed the gain-of-function research published an implausible, ridiculous cover-up letter, and y'all picked it up and ran with it like like horny teenage boys because it seemed to contradict Donald Trump, which they concede in the second half of the sentence, shunned by others for its connection with former President Donald J. Trump. Yeah, it sounds like like I say to my son, take responsibility for your actions. Hey, New York Times, take responsibility. Say we dismissed it because Trump said it, and we should do better. Man, they'd gain my respect if they said that instead of this weasel crap. Next sentence. 
but fresh scrutiny from the Biden administration and calls for greater candor from prominent scientists have brought the theory back to the fore. So it was fresh scrutiny from the Biden administration that brought the theory back to the fore. Or if I might translate, since now, like everybody is saying, it's the most likely explanation, uh, we're pretending this is a new discovery. Having finally found their, their, well, no, they didn't really find their consciences or their common sense. They were forced to admit it because it's so obviously the most, you know, plausible explanation. God, the, the state of American journalism is just sad. It really is. And it's going to come back to bite us big at some point, I think, like really big. Um, when we don't believe in anything. But anyway, um, if you haven't heard Jimmy Fallon's latest, uh, Joe Biden stuff. It's pretty funny. We'll play that for you next half hour. Roger Waters, one of the guys from the rock group Pink Floyd, really doesn't like Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook much. We'll, we'll play that for you also. Are you following that big chemical f- plant fire in Illinois, your home state? Uh, I just saw some uh, footage on the news last night. Several days in, continues to rage. They've sent in the Illinois National Guard. Tough to put out a chemical fire. Apparently. Man, it looks completely out of control. Yikes. What kind of chemicals do you know? Mm, Bernie ones. The Bernie kind. The flammable kind. Um, so all that stuff we promised, prom- it's pretty It's pretty funny, pretty entertaining. Um, get the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. When I was a kid, we wouldn't get this many people together unless we were playing a game called Hoop the Milkman. It was like ring toss, but instead of throwing them on a peg, you throw the rings over the milkman's head while he was making his daily rounds. You gotta be careful not to whap him in the jaw, or else you can't whistle no more. Then nobody in town knows when the milk's there. You leave it out too long, and it attracts milk bugs. Those suckers can bite. (laughs) I don't know who's writing that stuff, but it's really, really good. That's Jimmy Fallon from The Tonight Show doing his Joe Biden. Let's do one more. I love the people of France. I used to know this French guy back in Dover named Snake Eyes O'Shaughnessy. Guy had the hottest mouth this side of the Hudson River. Would pop a whole egg in his mouth. Seven minutes later, that sucker was hard-boiled. Tasted horrible, but we never told Snake Eyes. French are sensitive like that. The hottest mouth? (laughs) Come on, man. It's no stranger than I had hairy legs when I worked at the pool. Pop was a bad dude. The hell are you talking about? I got hairy legs. (laughs) So as to the real Joe Biden, just a few moments ago, he was sitting down with somebody or other and uh, asked if he, because he's just arrived in Geneva where he is going to meet with Putin. And he was just asked, uh, sitting down with somebody, are you ready for the Putin summit? And he said, I'm always ready. Okay, I hope he is ready today. Uh, This is how ready he sounded yesterday at a press conference when he was asked a question. Vladimir Putin laughed at the suggestion that you had called him a killer. Is that still your belief, sir, that he is a killer? (laughs) I'm laughing, too. They actually, I... Well, look, I mean, he has made clear that... uh, uh, The answer is, I believe he has in the past essentially acknowledged that he was uh, 
there are certain things that he would do or did do. Okay. Mm, boy. So, well, great presidential rhetoric. I, uh, yeah, that's not good for America. My, it really isn't. My brain doesn't work as fast as it used to, and I'm a lot younger than Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm rooting for him to do great with Putin, to clearly convey the interests of the United States, get his attention, uh, tell him, look, there are going to be serious repercussions. Here's one, two, and three. You pull any more of this ass, we're coming for you. And, and and communicate that coherently in a way that Putin realizes he's serious. That's what's best for America. Biden's not going to run again. I don't I don't care about that. Kamala couldn't get elected dog catcher, so don't worry about the politics politics of it. Worry about what's good for the United States. And having a very tired, very old fella at the helm is probably not great. A hundred reporters waited three hours for a twenty-five minute press conference from Joe Biden. He took five questions before exiting. That was with one of your more minor leaders today. Fine, I don't care. Um, most question, almost all question and answer stuff is pointless. Very, very seldom is any real news comes out of these things. The Putin, uh, okay. First of all, I keep saying summit. I saw somebody point out on Twitter, it's not a summit; it's a meeting. It does not meet the qualifications of a summit. I have no freaking idea what the qualifications are of a summit, but I'll start calling it a meeting. Get your word straight, Jack. I'll try. He's easy. Ooh, there's the angry old man. That is important. Something real is going to come out of that. And I think it's got as much to do with body language and, uh, you know, the intangibles of in-person meetings as anything else. Putin has to believe that Biden's the kind of guy that would actually be willing to jump ugly if something happened. Like uh, how ugly And, and over what? I I I took this from a podcast I heard. This made perfectly good sense to me. NATO, which is us, really. We we really are NATO. NATO only uh-huh. exists with our help. But NATO, us, we land there in Belarus and say, airport's closed until you give that guy back. You're not allowed to snatch people out of the skies. They're international. And uh, that's the way the world works. Give that guy back. Your airport's closed. And with yeah. the assumption that Russia's not going to go to war over that. Russia, did Russia want to go to war over that against NATO? If you want to, go ahead. We're ready. Um, but I don't think you're going to. Airports closed until you give that reporter back. you got to do that sort of stuff or the world order disappears. China yeah, starts I, deciding where the shipping lanes are. Russia oh, yeah. and allies start deciding where you can fly and where you can't. And it just all falls apart. Yeah, the, the only issue there, and I agree, by the way, I love that idea, is that um, to uh, send a bunch of Marines and close somebody's airport is a hell of a... Uh, you know, violation of international rules and regs, too, and, and order the way things work. I mean, that's a pretty extreme reaction. I, I actually like it because I think, you know, what the guy did was loathsome and, and awful and a sign of crumbling world order. But uh, that's a, that'd be a hell of a thing to do. If Putin walks away from it thinking, I can take more of Ukraine and China and China feels like oh, we can take Taiwan, they're not going to do anything. Well, OK, that's where we are, then. Yeah, either, you know, with the, with all due respect to the body language thing, I, I just think unless... Body language Biden, segment. Unless Biden makes it infinitely clear that we have this repercussion and that one and that one ready to go, and here's what's going to trigger him, um, and just lay it out explicitly. I, I Putin comes to the table afraid of no one, intimidated by no one, concerned about very little. Um, unless you give him reason to be concerned. And he'll just do his usual Putin thing. Sean and I were just talking about, what do you think Putin wants out of a... When he gets up every day, what does he want? 
Because, like, uh, President Xi of China, he believes that China should be the supreme power on Earth, that it's its destiny, like in a religious sort of way. It's just like China is supposed to rule the world. That's what the 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 elders in the Communist Party of China believe. And, and it's the elders their, in China for a thousand years, ten thousand years. Yeah, yeah, and it's their duty to bring the country back there. What's Putin get up every day wanting? I mean, he can't get any richer. I mean, he, he can do whatever he wants. He can have as many hot chicks as he wants, you know, just the normal dictator stuff. What do you suppose he wants every day? Well, putting aside the allure of money and hot checks, uh, which is not easy, uh, I think he wants to strengthen and expand the Russian uh, uh, empire mm. for the sake of its own protection and glory. I just think, I think A, he's a greedhead, but B, he's a patriot. And, you know, the history of Russia is because they don't have really natural barriers to help them defend themselves. The way they protected the heart of the country is to grow it, to expand it. It'd take you so long to battle your way to Moscow that, uh, you know, you'd spend too many troops, too much money. The Babylon Bee has yet more evidence that the virus leaked out of that lab. They found a picture that says, it's a sign on a wall that says zero days since accidentally releasing a virus. <laughs> more evidence. That's pretty funny. <laughs> I just love the backpedaling and the weasel words everybody in the, the, the political world, everybody in the media uses to explain why they were mocking the idea bitterly and openly six months ago, and now they're reporting on it seriously because it's the greatest question confronting mankind if the lab leak theory is correct. Well, we played the John Stewart on Colbert last night, um, uh, and, and he believes that it's ridiculous to not think that the virus came out of that lab. Um, but somebody tweeted out, and they're probably right. That was banned conversation. That that wouldn't have been. You couldn't have played that clip on Facebook a couple of months ago, because he was right. pushing a conspiracy theory that was not allowed on Facebook. Right. Yeah, I've been howling about that for months and months. I decided to <laughs> shut up for once about it. Yeah. So speaking of Facebook, so as as Jack quaintly explained it, Roger Waters of the rock band Pink Floyd, which if you're like into the rock and roll is a little like saying the singer Elvis. <laughs> but anyway, Roger Waters of Pink Floyd absolutely blasting Mark Berserkerberg, and I absolutely love it. Okay. How old so, is he at this point? Zuckerberg? Uh, he's, no. Waters as well in Pink his Floyd. 70s. Man, they're old, like Joe Biden old, right? S- still bickering with his guitar player. It's just, <laughs> fellas, look, you sold a zillion albums. It's some of the greatest art made in the 20th century. Just shut up. Mm, get over it. Move on. Yeah, exactly. You're, you not, heard, you're not helping. If you don't like Zuckerberg, you probably will like this. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So the great Roger Waters of Pink Floyd is politics make me insane. He's your typical lefty uh, rock star guy, but he is a principled old bastard. Sidelight, he and his uh, guitar player David Gilmore of Pink Floyd fame. If 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 Gilmore conceded that Roger Waters deserved seventy percent of the credit for Pink Floyd, and Waters was at seventy one percent, they would never reconcile until the day they died. They just can't stop bitching at each other. Anyway, I would think they'd be at the age where you'd you'd like like really want to just sit around and 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 talk about all those great times in the you know with the 
touring a tour in the world and you're the biggest thing in the world as opposed right, to and, and you've moved hearts and minds and the rest of it well they were they were like that until they put out a remix of i think it was uh wish you were here and uh and roger waters wanted liner notes and gilmore said no we shouldn't have liner notes and so now they're fighting again they're 76 mm-hmm. years old whatever it is crazy anyway uh ladies and gentlemen from pink floyd the great roger waters this is something that I actually put in my folder when I came out here today. It's a request for the rights to use my song, Another Brick in the Wall 2, in the making of a film to promote Instagram. So it's a missive from Mark Zuckerberg with an offer of a huge, huge amount of money. And the answer is, you. No way. This is the insidious movement of them to take over absolutely everything. I will not be a party to this bull Zuckerberg. How did this little who started off by saying, she's pretty, we'll give her a four out of five. She's ugly, we'll give her a one. How the did he get any power in anything? And yet here he is, one of the most powerful idiots in the world. There you go. Wow. Wow, I love that. And, you know, think for a minute about social media and what it does to the hearts and minds of particularly young people, particularly young women, you know, with the suicide rate and the declining confidence. It's just been a horror. And they want to use a song that's all about, well, the horrors of how the world can beat you down and then make you build a wall around yourself. I mean, the irony is just, it's horrific. God, Zuckerberg is the devil. I'm more of a to-do-run-run sort of guy, so lyrics like that are complicated for me. Met her on a Monday, and my heart stood still. Exactly, that sort of thing. There you go. I get it. So I showed up to work today, and I recognized that my work area is disgusting. It's just, it's a... I don't know what happened here. Well, and again, a a fire hazard. So It's a good thing it's not the 50s where everybody smokes at work, or we'd all be dead. I took a quick video of it and, and posted it. At, uh, it's at armstrongandgetty.com. It's also on the Twitter feed and some of the reactions to it. Um, Henry was correct. Yes, my son was in here last week, and he said, man, for a guy who's organized at home, you sure aren't at work. And he, he's absolutely right. Um, obviously not a follower of Jordan Peterson's clean your room theory. I actually am at home. I do believe in that whole, um, if you're feeling disorganized in your mind, it, it might be your, your space is disorganized. And if you clean your space and get it organized, it helps... Cluttered like office is the shortest step to nihilism. Right. It gets, <laughs> gets your mind more organized for your life. And so I'm big on the ma- now making the bed and have everything tidy and everything like it, but apparently not at work. Um, it looks a little like an educated homeless camp. <laughs> Books and wow. magazines and newspapers. Yeah. It's like a homeless camp for somebody who really wants to keep up on the news of the day. Was that yeah, like a guy? reporter who went nuts? Was that hot guy in the background waving Sean? Yes, that was Sean. Hi. I am also clutter in Jack's workspace. <laughs> yes, Sean is clutter in my workspace. Anyway, check out the video. It's uh, oh, many people noticed the propane tank in the corner, which uh, gives the room a certain look. Shh, I'm not sure. Probably shouldn't any... mention that. Is it legal, is it legal I, to have a propane tank? It might I, not be. I, I seriously don't think so. I do know. No I, cleaner path to nihilism than unused propane <laughs> tanks lingering about. I do believe that. Thank whole... you, Doctor Peterson. <laughs> I do believe that whole organized life, organized mind thing. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do something about that around here. Um, do, do, you, do you buy into that theory? I do. I do to a large extent. Um, yeah, I think it it affects different people differently. I don't think everybody feels it quite as strongly uh, as you. But have you set yourself a deadline? I think that's very important. 
2027. <laughs> there you go. There you go. MSNBC will still be discussing whether Trump's going to run in 2028. Dr. Peterson, do you have any thoughts on procrastination? <laughs> I'll get to it later. <laughs> I tried um, to go meta there. I don't know yeah, if it that, worked or yeah, not. Yeah, you know, I appreciated the effort. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm trying to think about it. Uh, my uh, my music room where I do writing and recording music is very well organized. My desk at work, frequently nuts. In studio, very orderly. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. I, th- I It makes more sense to me from the, like, if you're, if you're, if you're struggling mentally... The way Jordan Peterson, and if you don't know who he is, check him out on YouTube. Clinical psychologist from from Canada. Uh, it's more the other way around. Um, in that, like, if if you're struggling mentally, which I am, uh, clean up your your clean up your area, make your bed. You know, get Start your desk small. Dish, your desk cleaned up. It'll help organize your brain. Oh, I see. Okay, um, so it's more a remedy than like a precondition. Uh, and I've seen examples of where people are struggling and they're 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 surrounded by mess. It's kind of like it's a, it's reflective of what's going on in your brain. Your brain's a mess and you're surrounded by a mess. How who many, was the old I was going to ask who was the old military fellow who recommended you you make your your bed every day? Wrote a really popular book. I don't know. Jordan I Peterson's big on that too. Well, have you known many people like whose houses were a pig pen who had their act together? I haven't. I'd have to think about it, but no, not not really. Pig pen. I don't know that many people whose houses are a pig pen, honestly. No, but kind of cr- cluttered uh, when they work in kind of creative fields, I've seen. Um, oh, but, yeah, but, I have known some people who are flat-out geniuses whose offices were a nightmare, but they yeah. produced amazing work. But not like yeah. f- dirty plates with fly, like not, you know, full-on <laughs> filth, but just, you know, this is, this is not an organized space. Filth and parasites, not so much. Mm. Admit me, chorus to this history, who, prologue-like, your humble patients pray, gently to hear, blah, kindly blah, blah. to judge, get an editor, final thoughts Yay, of ver- Armstrong. Yeah, verily. Here's your host for final thoughts, <laughs> Joe Getty. Verily, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day. There he is, pressing the buttons in the control room, keeping us on the air. Michelangelo, final thought. Yeah, after meeting with Putin, Biden comes out with a black eye and a torn shirt, looks at the reporters and says... You should see him. And then oh, just walks yeah. away. That's the president yes, I want. Exactly. Take Blood you. dripping from his rusty razor. Take your apology chain in there. Yeah. Wrap this po- apology chain around your neck. Positive Sean, our producer, has a final thought. Sean. Most recently saw this in the coverage of uh, Biden v. Putin, but it is my least favorite form of journalism, which is the high school gossip variant of, hey, so-and-so said this about you. What do you say to that? And then you go back to the original. I told him what you said, and he said this. Now, how do you respond? I don't like it. Stop it. You know, that's funny. I was going to comment the on the, uh, do you still think he's a killer? That's a stupid question with all oh, yeah. the things going on in the world. Idiotic. It, it absolutely is. That kind of journalism, it's got a name. I forget what it is. But you, you see it a lot like, um, Nancy, hey, hey, AOC, Nancy Pelosi said this about you. Hey, Nancy, AOC said this. And the smart yeah. politicians say, I haven't seen those comments. I'll have to I'll have to look at those. You don't respond. Yeah, the name for that journalism rhymes with spit. Yeah, it is uh, crap. <laughs> Jack, do you have a final thought for us? Um, yeah, I'm going to try to find the Biden press conference for when he comes out of that meeting with Putin. I think this is a relatively big deal. I, I find it hard to believe there won't be news made out of today. 
My note is similar. I am fighting against the Biden uh, domestic agenda with every fiber of me. I think it's horrible, terrible for the country, disastrous practically. But in terms of confronting Putin, confronting China, I'm, I'm rooting for the old fella with everything I got. I hope he does uh, well with Putin. I hope he delivers a message that will actually alter the Pooter's behavior. Don't behave like one of those guys on the opposing hockey team. Give him an elbow in the mouth. According to Johns Hopkins, we officially hit 600,000 dead in the United States from COVID. I don't know one. That's interesting that 600,000 people could die, and I don't know one. 3.8 million worldwide. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people who thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. All those great clicks we were talking about and links and videos and all the podcasts we talked about. If you missed a segment of the show, it's all there at armstrongandgetty.com. You can get some cool A&G uh, swag, too. I'm wearing the never-ending Parade of Stupid t-shirt. Jack's got the I'm Vast No Mask t-shirt on today. See you tomorrow. God bless America. Armstrong and Getty. That is the climax of foolishness. Get over it. I'm just saying. Words. I think this is so ill-advised. I'm gonna call my lawyer. Gun. And when it's over, it is over. It is over. Get the hell out of here! I will not be a party to this bull****. So, let's go out with a bang. People have been going to backyard barbecues and ball games and restaurants all over the country. All over California! Right. What are you talking about? Armstrong and Getty.